I was always running a lot on Excel sheets, on Google, on Google sheets, whatever. I was doing some calculations, but basically most of the stuff was um, validating my feelings, my gut feeling, where there were opportunities. And sometimes I was just approached by startups, by investors, by corporates. Hey, can you help me with that? And that's basically the opportunities I jumped on. Welcome to the Prosperity Perspective by DML, a conversation about how successful business owners invest their hard-earned money to preserve their wealth and what they might have done differently in hindsight. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Today, we are joined by Joe Menninger. Uh, excited to have this conversation. Uh, he's an expert on the entrepreneurial scene over in Germany and uh, lots of insights to share with us today. So excited to have Joe. Uh, Joe, to get us started, can you share a little bit about your background and uh, kind of where you are today and what you're doing? Yeah, sure. First, thanks for having me, Liam. Um, my name's originally Jörn Menninger, but I know the Americans are not good with the umlaut, so Joe Manager is totally fine. I have um, I have a past uh, working for 12 years in consulting, two out of them as a startup scout for a large company here in Germany, helping to facilitate cooperation between corporates and startups. Um and the other 10 years are basically spent as a consultant in capital markets, working a lot around all the stuff that is going on there in terms of trading, in terms of mutual funds and stuff like this. Not necessarily really with the investments, but more with the machines, with the strategies, with the businesses the, uh, the investments are running on. So you've got a lot of experience working with the platforms and the money, and then also directly with the uh, the startups and the entrepreneurial companies. It sounds like, yeah, it's 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 always a good combination to have. Excellent. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Um, you know, as you've gone out and you started up startup radio, um, and you've kind of journeyed away from Deloitte. You know. Um, you know, the question we always like to ask is, you know, what's your framework for how you think about profitability, you know, where you start to put investment? Uh, obviously, you had to have something that allowed you to go on this journey and, and start, you know, the company that you've got today. And so kind of would love to hear from your perspective, kind of how you thought about that as you were going through your Deloitte days. And, um, you know, as you look to the future, kind of how you think about profitability and where you invest. Okay, uh, first, I saved some money and um, when the whole, when I left Deloitte, um, the idea was I want to try out being an entrepreneur for quite some time. I, I couldn't force myself to do it. So I was kind of forced to do that. So I had uh, money left in the bank account and that's basically all that I used to start up startup rate that I owe. But admittedly, I had some track record to rely on. Basically, at this point in time, I was running the podcast for already more than six years. And I had something like 200, 250 episodes out. So that was something to build on. But I have to admit, I also um, used what in the startup world you would call it a pivot um so basically in the beginning i was going for two publications of podcasts a week looking for sponsors to sponsor that and that would be my income 
didn't work out. So I had to rely on my skills as a consultant and as a startup scout to keep myself afloat and to build on startuprate.io. And that's basically what I do now uh, with the podcast. Also added a 24-7 internet radio station at startup.radio. And in between all of that, I'm working as a startup scout and as a consultant, mostly for corporates um, or larger companies to help them especially cooperate with startups. I'm sure that consulting background played really well to your point, right? In terms of as you're starting your own business and, you know, whether it was market analysis or sizing or pivot and strategic direction, you know, how important was that framework? Uh, and consulting kind of background that you had, you know, in playing into identifying those pivots and and where to push the business. That had some importance. So I was um, I was always running a lot on Excel sheets, on Google, on Google Sheets, whatever. I was doing some calculations, but basically most of the stuff was. Um, validating my feelings my gut feeling where there were opportunities and sometimes i was just approached by startups by investors by corporates hey can you help me with that and that's basically the opportunities i jumped on um you can have awesome awesome excel models you can have awesome awesome powerpoint presentations but personal feeling most of the time they don't survive the 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 meeting with reality (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's always great on paper, right? Uh, execution yeah. is a whole different ballgame. If, uh, if, if if the people mostly listen to this, they cannot see it, but you 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 have a broad smile on your face here. <laughs> yes, uh, I've been there. I've had that fancy deck, you know, out of the beginning uh, when I was just starting, and it was like, oh, this is this is really nice toilet paper. That's what this is at this point in time, right? <laughs> uh, so much that had to be done. Um, but um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, with your work, working with entrepreneurs, sole proprietors, right? Trying, uh, you are essentially the go-to guy for finding that talent in Germany for people who are not in Germany, right? Everything you do is in English, uh, you know, broadcast to a wide foreign network. So as you're talking to these people, right, I'm sure we have listeners who are thinking like, okay, uh, you know, how do I use what Joe's got and uh, how do I figure out, right? What, how do I position? How do I, you know, make sure I'm ready to get money or, you know, position for capital? What are some of those things that you are looking for, right? Or that your clients are asking you to go find in, uh, you know, in Germany? Um, you know, what are those characteristics of some of those companies? Ooh, that's that's a pretty good question because I I work independent from industries, so most of the time I'm looking for people for good entrepreneurs on behalf of my investors that I'm working for. Most of the time, the investors are professional investors. They are in an area where they're big enough to have investments abroad but they're too small to have a permanent presence somewhere here in germany somewhere in europe that's basically the sweet spot where i fit in and then they approach me most of the time they give me a cold call because uh, they got my phone number from somewhere or um, they are 
um, they just reaching out uh, via email on my podcast and they just asking, hey, can you help me with this and that? We are looking for, we are looking for. But most of the time, it has to fit in terms of the personality of the investor. And there are really awesome people out there with the entrepreneur and they can also be awesome people, but they don't necessarily work together pretty well. So that is something I do for them. And on the other side, I'm not necessarily quite often help startups with investments. Sometimes I give them strategic advice um, when they are looking, well, should I do a venture debt? Should I do venture capital? Is there is there revenue-based financing available? Stuff like this. But I don't necessarily help or am the uh, corporate finance consultant that helps them directly uh, get the money shoveled in. Um, in terms of speaking with investment readiness, that, that's usually a tough one because um, you may have been on the website of some startups and they say, we call what we do, blah, blah, blah. Because most of the time, that's exactly what you understand. Yeah, yada, yada, something. Um, it, they're so deep in their industry, in their specifics, in their topic, that it's really, really hard for somebody who's not very familiar with at least the surroundings, what they're doing to really understand what they are doing. And most of the time, it's as simple as if there's a pitch and the grandma could understand it, theoretically at least, if she could speak English, then they have a good pitch. But um, most of the time, it's it, it's really hard to tell um, the start, uh, if a startup or what a startup is doing from their website because they try to have a USP and then they have some people uh, who do some wording, do some marketing, and then they go through the process two to three times. And then you totally have no clue what they're actually doing. And the best startups, they really have it nailed on. You get, you get on their website, they say, da, 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 that's it. You understand it. That's the best ones. And that's usually some of the most successful ones. Interesting. And it sounds like a lot of, Clarity is very important in terms of knowing exactly what they're doing and how to communicate it in a simple way uh, mm -hmm. so that the idea can take off. Uh, seems like it's critical. That's exactly what I try to do in my podcast. Um, I know more than um, almost 50% of my audience is listening to my podcast to uh, get to know more startups. And most of them don't speak German at all. So basically, that's, that's the door I'm opening for them on my podcast as well as professionally. But yes, clarity is always important. And I try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, sometimes this is quite challenging. For example, I once had um, a lady there with a PhD in physics and a postdoc. And basically, what it all came down to was her startup. Uh, was able to reliably construct nanostructures. And it's something, if you have to explain it in an audio-only podcast, this is quite challenging, but hopefully we achieve that there. And especially if you're talking about finance, capital markets, I, I go pretty deep into detail. Um, and then there is a lot of um, further readings, what I call links where people can read and read and read about it. Usually, if you're not familiar with finance, you listen to uh, 
fintech interview where I talk a lot about specifics. The interview may be 45 minutes and you can read in further readings for like two, three days. That's a lot of detailed material to go dive into. <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, fortunately, it's it's not for me, but it's a material provided by something like Wikipedia, Investopedia, some blogs, some explainer videos, stuff like that. As I said, I try to keep it simple and just to break down a really good business model, a really good startup into those simple terms that already helps quite a lot in order to um, to be able to raise funds. Plus, what I learned, you have to be not realistic. For example, I talked to the guys behind Emma. Emma is a mattress startup comparable to something like Oscar does in the US. And um, they said they have been very capital efficient for the very simple reason. They never got a lot of VC capital because they've been too realistic with the projections because usually the VCs expect to be the projections a little bit too optimistic and they had very realistic um, projections that they even overachieved. But with those projections, they couldn't get VC funding or enough VC funding. Fascinating. Uh, and I'm guessing that goes to some of the market sizing and making it worth it from the VC, right? In terms of the rate of yep. growth, as well as the size of the business. Um, and so it's uh, it sounds like it's this balance between the dreamer that you have to have as an entrepreneur in terms of, hey, I'm going to change the world or I'm going to be the best mattress in all of Germany with, okay, there's going to be a steady growth um, organic, right? And I think it's almost, to your point, it's that change of organic growth and VC growth are two different projections. Uh, and how do you how do you communicate that and show that in a way that, you know, is reliable, makes sense, and also gets them excited, right? It sounds like yep. the biggest thing there is, it's not getting the VC guys excited uh, in terms of the total market. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is totally still a people's business. So um, you can have very, uh, very bad presentation. But if you excite the person you're talking to, if it really, we say in Germany, if it clicks, if you get a connection to it, it really works. So it's still a human to human business, whatever you call it. Um, let's go back a little bit. So we talked about the, uh, importance of clarity we talked about the relational dynamics that you're trying to figure out the relational dynamics. It sounds like, is that between your employer, the person looking to invest in the company, or is it the inner working relationships at the entrepreneurial company? Well, actually, if I need to help with the inner workings of the entrepreneurial company. I would stay stay away from it as an investment. Oh, you're you're, you're laughing. Okay, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, it, it, it's a human to human business. Um, most of the time, I have to help my clients, um, from abroad to connect with my uh with the entrepreneurs I find here in Germany. But admittedly, it's getting easier and easier because a lot of those people that I have there, they speak sometimes even five languages. They graduated from universities abroad, including the US and Asia and so on and so forth. So they're, they're a very smart bunch. And then usually it's pretty easy to get them really connected on the same level to the international VCs. Awesome. Um, as we were chatting ahead of the podcast, we talked a little bit, you were talking about the 
um, the kind of leader of the entrepreneurial company and being able to uh, clarity of what they do, I think is important. But we were also talking about, you know, how they think through strategic challenges and uh, you're kind of evaluating that thought process in terms of, you know, how they think, what they think, have they thought things through kind of, what are you looking for on, on that front? Um, the most important skill, maybe that they're able to reflect on themselves. Yeah, I did here good. I did bad here. And I need to improve to really work on this and this and that. That may be one of the most important skills because you can teach a person quite a lot of stuff, a lot of analytic tools. Um, they can, and they can acquire the uh, capability to learn analytic tools, that's not all the problem. But if they if they don't reflect, if they don't understand where are my shortcomings, where do I need to learn, where do I need to be a little, especially more proactive as an entrepreneur, that's that's what we are looking for most of the time. Because then you get really interesting conversations because they say yeah you know here we can do this and this and this and that and then we would need those people for and that's most of the funding we're asking for and that's ba and that's basically when the vc says oh yeah makes sense uh-huh <laughs> so it's almost like you don't want to have uh, all rainbows and unicorns there's got to be something that you know uh, was challenging or you learned or you know a, a stumbling block along the way to show how you've been able to handle some of that difficulty. Yes, exactly. They, uh, whatever you do in life, you, you will hit road bumps. And the most important thing I do believe is how you deal with them. Not only on an entrepreneurial, not only on a financial basis, but also on a personal basis. And that is something you learn over time. And that is something they are also looking for. For example, I just got off an interview with a startup who found out their business model would not be working and they raised VC money from the investors and say, okay, that's that's it. that's five options. We want to investigate. Can you give us funding for that? And they got some funding. <clears throat> so it sounds like if we were to summarize a couple key things uh, that they're looking for. One is, you know, the personality, does it fit with the yes. investor? Um, two is, do they have clarity on, uh, you know, what their niche is, where they fit in? Um, you know, have they been over, able to overcome roadblocks, uh, think strategically, pivot accordingly? Um, and then, you know, what do the projections look like and do they support, yeah. you know, the ability for investment to come in? Yeah, that, the last one would be kind of the gut feeling, where are opportunities? Does it? Yeah, that makes sense. Is this something that can grow? Uh, that makes sense. Good opportunity for uh, the the money coming in, right? Yeah, just just like a Mr. Bezos had the feeling a few years ago that he would be able to sell books online. So it's a wonderful feeling. Turned out quite well for him. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Um. So as we're you know moving into the final parts here, Joe, what's the most exciting thing that you're working on or that you're seeing today? Well, personally, I'm working on a more automated approach to match the startups with uh, potential investors with uh, corporates. And it is called startupraven.com. So far, we have a landing page where you can sign up early. Uh, we have it running for something like 80 days and we have more than two and a half thousand signups yet. 
And um, we're really excited about that. And we are moving forward in building this platform starting this year. And hopefully there will be a better version uh, this fall, this winter. It's awesome. That sounds super exciting. Obviously ties in with all of your experience, uh, which is great. Um, if you were to leave one piece of feedback for the audience, one piece of advice, you know, what would that be? I would say every time you fail in terms of investment, in terms of private life, in terms of business, ask yourself the question, what did I learn from it? Do you take yourself through, so what did I learn from it? Do you take that any further or is it really just that awareness uh, that's key for you? Uh, So basically I try to reflect a lot and learn the best from all the successes I had as well as the failures. So basically what did I learn from it? Not rely on unreliable partners or stuff like this so basically that is something i try to to use to build my own mental framework makes perfect sense uh as we're wrapping up here right and i assume that mental framework just continues to build right as you've got more and more experiences right uh in terms of you know life lessons etc and it uh it shapes how you think who you are right and how you move forward which uh becomes very powerful right becomes your dna effectively um as we're wrapping up as of as of now i don't have as many rules as skips in ncis but i'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) um as we're wrapping up here joe what's the best way for the uh, audience to connect back with you well, they can basically go on the website of either my internet radio station or my podcast. One of them is startup.radio. Obviously, that's a radio station. You can reach out there. Um, or they can directly find me, J-O-E-R-N, manager. Or they can go to my podcast, startuprate.io, and then they can also reach out. That part broke up a little bit for me, Joe. So uh, yeah, let's redo that just to make sure we catch that because obviously that's the critical part for you. Yeah. So um, yeah, best way for them to connect with you. Yeah, best way to connect is directly to reach out on LinkedIn, J-O-E-R-N, manager. Um, but they can also reach me via my internet radio station, startup.radio and on my podcast, www.startuprate.io. Awesome. Appreciate the time today, Joe, and uh, look forward to staying in touch and seeing your recommendations for startups in uh, in Germany. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being on your podcast and thanks for the time. Thank you for joining us today on The Prosperity Perspective. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to theprosperityperspective.com where you can hear from other successful business owners on their approach to investments. On our website, you'll be able to learn more about how DML Capital currently helps other business owners, like yourself, diversify their investments and grow their wealth. Take our short quiz to see if you're ready to take the next steps towards your financial success. 